Hey guys, what's up? This is Abel and Danny here again, and today we are going to be talking about the different ways God speaks to us. Hey, you guys. God speaks to us through many ways, such as the Bible, friends, failure, and just different situations. So today, we're just going to break down verses, and we're just going to see how God speaks to us. All right, so the first way God speaks to us is personally sometimes. Um, the first instance is in Genesis 17 verses 1, which says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. Over here, we see this is the story about Abram, and this is around the time where Abram is about to have his first child, and this is an instance in which God speaks to him personally. Keep in mind that Abram is 99 years old, and he's about to have a child, and the chances are happening are just very slim to none, and it also takes a lot of faith to believe in that. And that's why the Lord went to him personally. A lot of times we'll be put in situations where the odds will be stacked against us or they don't seem to turn out so well and we're nervous that they won't turn out well. But sometimes God speaks directly to our hearts and he just tells us to just to have faith in him of you of little faith. Have faith in me and have faith the way Abraham had in the Lord and be blameless. Another story is found in Exodus 33 verses 11, which says, The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Over here we see this is the story about Moses and how he would communicate with God personally face to face, just as a friend communicates communicates to another friend and over here this is uh, this is how we see this we see that this is how uh, God would speak to the people of Israel and he would speak to Moses first and then Moses would go back down the mountain and he would speak to everyone else the, the Lord speaks to us many ways and this is just another example of how God speaks to us directly face to face and notice how Moses went and returned and told others. A lot of time God speaks to us and it not only benefits us, but it benefits others. And we're his messengers. We're to make disciples of disciples. So when the Lord speaks to you and give you a message and tells you something, don't just keep it within yourself. Go and tell others. It may be the very message that the Lord wants you to tell them. One thing I heard from this class called Gifts, Guidance, and Goals with Mrs. Um, Griffin is that whenever you're going throughout the day and you suddenly start thinking about someone and you think about them a number of times throughout that day, that's usually a sign from God telling you, reach out to this person, encourage them in some special way because you never know how that encouragement may impact their entire day, entire week, maybe entire life. Yeah. And I will just keep that in mind. That's very true, actually. I remember there was one time where I kept thinking about my sister, and I even had a dream about her. And the next day, she was just on my mind heavy. But we live in Georgia, and my sister lives in California, so there's a three-hour difference. So I couldn't just call her right away. And so I just prayed about it, and the Lord just put on my heart, call your sister. And I just called her, and I just said, hey, 
Hope you're having a great day. I don't I don't know why. Something just told me to call you. And I just want to tell you I love you and you're a great mother. And then she just started crying and she was like, thank you for just giving me words of encouragement. That's really what I needed to hear. So I, I definitely think that's true. Another way God speaks through us is through angels. In Luke 1, 26 through 27, it says, In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Um, one thing we notice right off the bat is the name Gabriel. We see that God uses this angel all throughout history for like all different kinds of purposes. In this instance, we see that Gabriel is sent to deliver a great message to Mary, the message that she will give birth to the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. Wow. And just once again, this is the way Abram, well, he was 99 years old. We now, we now have Joseph and Mary who are very old in their age, and she's about to have a child. And it takes a lot of faith to, like, really? Like, the chances of this happening. But not only did God go before the man himself, but he sent his angels. And that's a lot of times how the Lord talks to us. He talks to us through angels. Many people don't know, but they've entertained angels before in their life, whether that's being nice, maybe that's a homeless person giving them a couple of dollars, or... A person has ran out of gas on the side of the road. You never know when you're entertaining angels because angels do exist and they're still around. They're still on this earth. So always be nice and encourage people. You never know when you're entertaining an angel and also always have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Another we another story we see of an angel speaking to someone is in Luke 2 verse 9 which says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. We know that this is the story of when an angel comes and he ministers, he gives the news of Jesus Christ the Savior being born to the shepherd. He gives this news to the shepherds. And usually when we hear about angels confronting people, the, the people that these angels confront are very terrified. So usually the first thing that an angel says is, do not be afraid. And so this is pretty much what goes on in here. The angel tells them, do not be afraid. And then he tells them, I come bearing to you a great news, the news of a savior being born to Mary. Yeah. And like, in the world that we live in now in today's time, when people think of the, even when people think of the devil, they see the devil with this red creature with three horns. And that's, that's honestly not just true. Usually the devil comes in the biggest temptation that you deal with. And the same goes with angels. We see these angels as these sweet, beautiful faces with beautiful wings. When in reality, they're actually, I wouldn't say that they're not. They're ugly, but they're creatures that we have not seen before. Some have three faces, some have faces of animals, some have long wings with eyes. They're, they're something that we haven't seen on this realm of life. And they come, the first thing that's Abel said, they come and they say, do not be afraid. And that's what we want to encourage you today. That when God speaks to us, sometimes it may be terrifying, but he's telling us, do not be afraid. Believe in me. Believe in me. Do not look, do not look at yourself for, oh, I've done this and that, but have faith in me. 
Do not be afraid in the message that I'm about to give you, and have faith in the things that I say to you that I've spoken on, unto you. The next way God speaks through, through to us is through dreams and visions. Now, usually when we think of dreams and visions, we don't really know like what the difference is, but pretty much they're virtually the same thing. The only difference is that visions can not only happen do, through someone's uh, dream, but they can also happen while someone is completely awake. Uh, we see here in Matthew one twenty, it says, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Again, going back to the story of the coming of Jesus Christ, our Savior, into this world, we see that Joseph was meant to play a big role in this story by taking on Mary as his wife. Except when he heard that she was pregnant, he was a little terrified. He thought, what if this child was from some other man? But here we see that an angel came and reassured him that that Mary had the baby simply from the Holy Spirit and she did nothing wrong and he reassured Joseph uh, that it was perfectly fine to take Mary on as his wife. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's very, that's just amazing how God speaks to us directly through angels and he speaks to us through dreams and visions. And a lot of times we have dreams, if it's over the same thing multiple times, maybe that's something that the Lord is telling you. And throughout all the Bible, kings had dreams, priests had dreams. You had Daniel that interpreted dreams. And the Lord, if the Lord spoke to us through dreams and his people through dreams and visions back then, why do you think that he's not speaking us to, to us through dreams and visions now? Another verse we see in which God speaks to someone through a dream is in Matthew 2.13, which says, When they had gone... An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Over here we see that this is the continuation of Jesus into the world. It's in a period after which Jesus has already been born. He's about two years old. And this is where Herod tries to find Jesus to kill him. And so he gives the order to kill all the babies that are either two years old or under two years old. And this angel appears to Joseph in the dream and tells him to take Mary and Jesus and to flee to Egypt in order to escape Herod's plans. Not only does God talk to us through dreams and visions, but he also talks to us through other people. And me personally, I know that the Lord has spoken to me through other people because I've had times when I've been down or when I've been on the fence about things or I've been thinking about a person in a situation and randomly a friend will just come up and he'll say, hey, dude, I think you should do this. Or we'll talk about a certain problem and he'll say, hey, I think you should do this. And I just knew it was like, wow, like, OK, this makes perfect sense. And it also lines up with the word of God. So. This may be the Lord speaking to me. So some type of some types of people that God uses to speak through uh, to us 
are judges such as Samuel and Samson, prophets such as Nathan and Elijah, pastors, friends, and or and or parents. Uh, one verse uh, we can take a look at is Exodus 20 verse 12, which says, Honor your father and mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. From this we see that the Bible is advising us to honor our uh, parents and to listen to everything they tell us because whenever our parents tell us to do something we know that they are telling us to do this because they love us not to bring us harm and if we take their advice we'll only grow and we'll become more wise correct and i i totally agree with that even though there's sometimes when my parents give me advice i'm like ah oh. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to even ask them for advice because I know it's the right advice, but it may not even be the advice I even want to hear. But just listening to them and obeying them and cherishing their words, it'll help me live a more prosperous life. Another way God speaks through us is through general revel revelation. We see all throughout creation, even the heavens declare the glory of God. Psalm 19.1 says, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. When we look all throughout creation, we see how majestic every and beautiful everything is. And from this, we see that there has to be some creator of all this. And that only points all the glory and creative powers to one being, and that is the Lord God Almighty. Yes, and the, you know, the Bible actually says, a fool is said in his heart, no to God. Not that there isn't a God, but no to God. Because when you look at creation, when you look at your mom, your father, your mother, your sister, the trees, water, everything, everything that's living, the sky, the mountains, you have to know inside there's someone that's created that. And not only that, the God can speak to us through creation because it's living. It could be from a it could be from a, a bird that's fly right in front of you, or even 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 a waterfall. Anything you just have to tune in and be still and hear and listen to God's voice. Another way God speaks through us is through some rather unusual ways. One instance is the burning bush. Exodus three verses one through four says, "Now Moses was tending the flock." the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw, through, Moses saw though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had come that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. From this we see that this is the story of when Moses when Moses' call into um, ministry came, uh, his call to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And it all started with God speaking him to him through some flames within a burning bush. Although that was strange, very strange to him, 
uh, Moses just went forward and he heard God's voice and he listened to it. Speaking of hearing God's voice, there's a passage in John where God talks to us. He says, My sheep know my voice. They follow me wherever I go. A stranger's voice, they run from it. They do not know. So we have to key in. God speaks through us through creation, through people, even directly through himself and through angels. But we have to know his voice. We have to know the word of God. Even John 1, it says, um, John 1, 1 says, um, John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. God speaks through us through the word of God, the Bible. Some people believe that the Bible stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. And so we just have to key in onto knowing God's word. And how we know that something is from God is we line it up with the Bible and we run it through what the Bible says. And we just have to key in and listen. We have to be we have to be like sheep. We have to listen. Even when he's far out and he seems like he's far out, he's in our heart and he's telling us what to do. But he says, my sheep know my voice and they follow me wherever I go. Another unusual way in which God chose to speak to someone is through a donkey. And we see this in Numbers 22 verses 28 through 31. And that says, Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and he said to Balaam, What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? Balaam answered the donkey, You have made a fool of me. If only I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. The donkey said to Balaam, I am not your own donkey, which you have always ridden to this day. Have I been in the habit of doing this? Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? No, he said. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his sword drawn. So he bowed low and fell face down. Over here we see this is the story of Balaam. And this is at a point where God is really disappointed with him because Balaam is going somewhere where God doesn't want him to go. And regardless of the fact that Balaam is disobeying God, we see that God is really merciful and he chooses to speak to him and protect him from the angel with the sword. And he speaks through him to him through the donkey. And the donkey at first doesn't actually speak words um, he just goes away from where the angel is. And then as Balaam keeps on beating him up, then the donkey finally starts to talk in words. And Balaam understands him. And then we see that his eyes, that Balaam's eyes are open and he sees the angel with the sword. How many of us are like Balaam? And you can really just change the donkey out to your friends. Your friends have reached a point where you know, they say, you know what? We're stopping. We're, we're not doing this anymore. We're not living in our sins anymore. We're, we're done doing this. And how many of us are beating our friends or talking our friends down when really they're just a sign from the Lord that's telling us to stop what we're doing? So the God speaks to us through friends. It can even be through animals. We just have to listen to his voice. Another way God speaks through us to us is through signs. We see that Gideon asks for a couple of signs. In Judges 6 verses 36 through 38, it says, Then Gideon said to God, If you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel as you promised, prove it to me in this way. I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. 
If the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know that you are going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. And that is just what happened. When Gideon got up early the next morning, he squeezed the fleece and wrung out a whole bowlful of water. We see from this story that God spoke to Gideon through a sign, and specifically a sign that Gideon asked for. And just to go on off on a little bit of a tangent, we can see God's mercy through this story. Because if we keep on reading, we see that Gideon is still a bit unsure whether God will keep his promise. And he's a bit unfaithful, and he goes on to ask God for another sign. And God is so merciful, and he chooses to still answer um, Gideon through a second sign. I know I have a personal story of signs, and it's not like Gideon's, but it follows up with signs that the Lord gives us when you ask him for a sign. I was hanging out with a friend, and I I was at his place, and I said, hey, man, like, how do you know that God speaks to us? How do I know that God hears my prayers? I, w- I don't know if God hears my prayers when I pray to him. And so while sitting up right next to him, I grabbed this laptop. And he left for a couple minutes. I grabbed this laptop and I typed in, how does God speak to us? And how do, how do I know God hears my prayers? Well, I turned away for a split second and the screen had just like kind of died and I didn't know his password. So I couldn't get the answer. And I had seen my friend the next day. He was like, hey, I seen what you had looked up. And we started to talk about it for a little bit, but we didn't have much time because he had practice. And so literally two days after that, I got into a car accident. And while my car was in the middle of flipping, I said, God, please save me. And the next thing I know, just getting out of the car and the ambulance and the police officers, they were saying, we never seen anyone survive a car crash like this and not have any scars on them. And I began to cry, and the lady said, the police officer, she said, why are you crying? Are you in pain? I said, no, I'm not crying because I'm in pain. I'm crying because I know the Lord heard me when I called out to him, and he does hear my prayers. I can think of a similar story to that in the fact that over the past few months, my dad really wanted to buy another car since my sister went away and um, we're in really big need of another car. There is a good number of people in our household needing to get from one place to another. Except my mom, on the other hand, she told him so many times, look, let's just put it off, wait off, wait about another year or so because we already have two cars, which is a little bit difficult for us right now, but I mean, we could still get by with it. But my dad, on the other hand, didn't want to listen. So finally he got a brand new Toyota RAV4. And what would you know, a few weeks or a couple of months later, um, my dad, my little brother and my mom, they were coming back from a retreat in North Carolina with the church and they got in a car accident. And from this car accident, the car was completely totaled, even though it was a perfectly brand new car. And it's funny that we see that even 
little kids can sometimes see God's message through signs. In this case, I was talking to my 11-year-old brother, and he just randomly started talking about the car, and he was like, Abel, you know why I think we got in a car accident? I think this is a sign that we shouldn't have gotten in the car to begin with. And so we see that God speaks to, to us through all kinds of different signs. And the next thing that God speaks us through is just through small voices, still voices, keying in on God's voice once again. And the fact that he said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me wherever I go. I train this voice, they don't know, they run from it. A lot of the time God is speaking to us right to our heart and it's that small voice. And it's usually a Bible verse that you've memorized or just a silent voice of positivity. And it's what God is telling you. You just have to key in and you have to listen. One passage in which we see God speaking to someone through a small voice is found in 1 Kings 19 verses 11 through 12, which says, Then he said, speaking about God, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore in the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. We see that this is the story of Elijah, this is this this is the part in his life where he is greatly afraid of Jezebel. So he runs and hides in the caves of some mountain. And we see that this is where God comes in and he speaks to him, tries to encourage him and help him see that he is not the only um, God-fearing prophet left out in his area of the world. And there are so many other prophets that are carrying out God's will. And regardless of the fact that Jezebel is really evil, she's really powerful, God is with him. We see even earlier on how God answered Elijah's prayer and he made fire come down uh, from heaven and burnt the the altar that he uh, created. And we see that Like I said, this is where God comes in and encourages Elijah to keep on going on with his ministry. This is just another example of hearing God's voice. And a lot of times we we block out the word of God's voice. We, We close our ears because we use our eyes and we use our eyes to only see our failures and our mistakes. But the Lord looks at our hearts. So we just have to key in on the word of God. And how do you know when it's not insecurities talking? It's because you can be able to run it through the Bible. There's a verse that says it. There's a- anything that God speaks to us about, it's in the word. And so you can always run it through the word. And as we've seen a lot of times throughout the history of the world, especially even in Israel, we see that there are plenty of times where God speaks in loud and very scary ways. Even with the Israelites, the whole reason why Moses would be the only one to speak to God God face to face was because the one time where God tried to speak with the whole whole group of Israelites, uh, they were really afraid of him because they said there was 
thunder and lightning and they were really afraid. So like I said, we see so many times God speaking to us in some rather violent ways. But then we also see that sometimes God speaks to us simply through a small voice. Uh, one personal story it, that my grandmother told me is that one time when her dad was fighting in World War II, he and his men were in some trench. And they were just standing there waiting in order to see whether the enemy is going to come, whether they're going to have a chance to advance or not. And he was just standing there and all of a sudden he just heard a small voice. And that small voice told him, get your men and all of you guys get out of that trench right now. He looked around, he saw everyone just kept on staring straight and he realized he was the only one that heard that small voice. However, he listened to that small voice and got himself and all his men out of there. And literally seconds after he did that, a grenade fell right into that trench and blew it all up. So we see that if my great-grandfather hadn't listened to that voice, he and his men wouldn't have been alive for uh, the next few years of their lives. Um, and so I guess this concludes our little session of the different ways God speaks to us. We hope you guys enjoy that and have a blessed day. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to us and make sure that you listen to God's voice. <laughs>